0: Welcome, everyone, to episode number 10 of Go With The Flow. Very special guest in the building. This person, probably one of my favorite people on this campus. And oh I'm, not, I'm not just saying that because you're here. I talk about you all the time. One of the most outgoing people. She's your favorite person's favorite person. I always say that if you want to get somewhere in a timely fashion, do not walk around with her because she knows absolutely every <laughs> single person that you're going to see on your way to whatever destination. Oh but God. without further ado... Louisa is in the building.
1: What's up, Flo?
0: Um, Thank you for being guest number 10. We were just talking about this. I know. Guest
1: number 10 is pretty pretty big accolade i feel
0: i think so too and could you just actually say what you were saying like a few minutes ago so
1: i was maybe saying that flo's podcast is in my top podcast on spotify so no big deal no big deal (laughs) no No big (laughs) deal we're
0: doing this okay so (laughs) joe rogan here we come 10 years from now um so i've started all these episodes just talking about how i met my guest and how we became friends Mm -hmm. and this is another one that I'm not oh wait actually yes I just realized this i and when I was prepping this episode I realized this and I don't even know if you're gonna remember this do you remember when we first met
1: see I'm trying to think now and I can't for the life of me think what it was
0: okay so it was freshman year and I think this was actually frost week actually I am pretty sure it was the first time like going out after we came back from OACA and for some of a reason we ended up, it was like me, you, and a bunch, it was like 10 other people. We ended up in a room playing Never Have I Ever. Really? Do you remember? I think I have
1: no recollection. Yes,
0: it was me, you, and then the only other person I remember Omar, was, maybe? I don't, maybe I didn't know, know Omar at that point, but Cameron, because he was in my Z group. Uh, not my C group he was in my he was in my OA group and so he was the only other person I remember in the room but that was the first time I met you and I just realized that when I was trying to prep this episode and I was like oh, wow god. I've really known you for so long you probably didn't even know me at that point yeah
1: no, I, I'm trying to think what I would have said never have ever that's interesting god. I,
0: I just remember being like wow I'm in college now. <laughs> 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 never have I ever all these kids are so cool <laughs> and that's now really now funny. here we are a couple a couple years later good friends we're so after, old now god Exactly. Um, So, could you just um, tell the people where you're from, how you got to Princeton, and some of the things that you're involved in around campus, your major?
1: Yeah, I can do that. The the classic precept thing. (laughs) Of
0: course. Um, Icebreakers, yeah. (laughs)
1: Well, I'm from Oxford in England. Pretty awesome place. If you guys ever get to go, I'm your tour guide. I love showing people around because it's beautiful. I will
0: take you up on that. You
1: actually must. You actually must. No, I will.
0: Max has promised to take me to Chelsea games and show me around England. And you will not okay, take me. You to don't Oxford. need to go
1: to Chelsea games. That's useless. First off, that's useless. Look, Arsenal. I'm a,
0: I'm a man. U. Oh, you're. Oh, I'm. am a Man U fan. So the,
1: we don't need that. We don't need. Okay, <laughs> we don't need any of that. It's all about Arsenal. It's the only team worth supporting. And Max, let me speak to you alone for a second. Because he will be listening. Chelsea is the worst team on the face of the planet. Thank you. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> you just got to know that. Um okay yeah oxford uh oxford england great place um i am on the track team on campus throw lots of you know metal across fields that's my usual descriptor um what else do i do i'm a member of canon new vp of canon
0: madam vice- oh you've ruined the rev- i was gonna. i was yeah matt she's the madam vice president and we will talk about that in a little bit but yes congratulations yes. on. thank that. you
1: madam vice president that's i uh, <laughs> yeah that's it. Uh, what else do I do? I am an eco-rep as well. You know, um, I work for the social media aspect of eco-rep, so we, I put stuff up on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I, I also led OA, so back in the day. You are an OA leader? I was an OA leader oh. my my sophomore year, yeah. Okay yeah so just doing a bit of that bit of this bit of that I do I generally could be found at Frist before the pandemic just you know distracting people that was (laughs) my usual that's my usual stick Uh, but obviously Frist is pretty much like a literal graveyard yeah it's a
0: shame I walked through yesterday for the first time not for actually yeah for the first time in what would be normal late meal hours and it was like 20 people in there i was like this really this is not it this is not it at all." And did, you, it. did you say what your major was
1: oh i'm an anthropology major oh lots right. of people like to say it's a silly major i think it's great i love being an anthro major because you can literally just look into like anything and understand like the way people relate to a, a subject it's like very interesting to see especially at the moment and i write my jp on like sport and racism in sport so it's like literally a minefield of <laughs> stuff it's so wild
0: okay wow yeah that's no, yeah. pretty cool I would okay I do shit on some majors not anthropology hey. that's when that actually does sound pretty cool so yeah. Um. I, I respect that but so you just mentioned one of the things that I wanted to get into kind of right away <laughs> The newly elected vice president of Canon, the Canon Club. Actually, you're not worth the Ivy Club. You're not. Whatever. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey. hey, hey. It's the last club on the street. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Okay. Disagree. I mean, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. I think everyone loves their clubs individually, but I actually just had Donovan on. Um He was was my last recorded episode that's going to come out this coming Monday, and he was also a fellow Canon officer. But he unfortunately. Did not get to live in the building so we'll, I'll ask right. you about that in a second but kind of just back to election night what was it like hearing that you won were you surprised or you not surprised when I heard it I was like this is the least surprising thing like Luis is the most likable person that I've ever oh, met God. and if you weren't elected out of there would have been some sort of election fraud like we like we might well, have <laughs> for that one huh? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um no it was it was it was yeah it was great it was definitely nerve-wracking speaking to the club especially on zoom when you like you know, I feel like when you're in person, it's like a an event. I'm good at like just scanning the room, catching Agreed. people's eye. But I definitely found myself tripping over my words because it's just, Zoom is so like, I don't know, it's so stationary. <laughs> you don't yeah, know where you're meant to It's not natural looking.
0: at all, exactly. It was very
1: like, yeah, I don't really know. Like, I can't see if anything I'm saying is landing, but whatever, it was, you know, it was fine. It was good. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's really exciting to be a VP. And like, my whole thing is wanting to like, do good for the club and, you know, we, we just started a, a DEI group in Canon, which Tavares and Shabazz are helping me run up, and it's just, yeah. I think love those two. They were yeah. both on, on
0: the PBMA board with me.
1: Yes, great people. I mean, they're honestly so amazing. And yeah, so I just, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to actually getting to do some stuff and then hoping for some in-person stuff next semester. We'll see. Obviously, no way to know whether that's gonna be the case, but hopefully, hopefully.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think, cause like you said, Running virtual for for Canada, did you have to make speeches or what was that? Process yeah, we like? make
1: speeches. So actually, I originally was running for president against the current president, who's yeah. still president. Yeah. So then you, if you you get the options to drop down, so I drop down. Yeah, we yeah
0: we have it that way too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Same and so time. yeah, I like the other clubs make speeches. Y'all make speeches. I know cottage mm-hmm. makes speeches. Yeah. Pretty sure Tia makes speeches. I think we're, like, the only ones who don't make speeches. Yeah, interesting. You just, like, put your name in, and then it's like, oh, vote. (laughs) And I'm very similar to you, because I also ran. I ran for president down. Didn't get anything. I was sad for, like, a second, then I was like, it is what it is. Because I'm a realistic person, so going in, I knew there was a very good chance that I didn't get anything. So then when I didn't, I wasn't bummed about it. Yeah. But I do like the fact that you're able to make your case. Yeah. And I also agree that if it's in person, I'm also the type of person who's able to like scan the room, work the room, mm-hmm. be more social in person, but doing it virtually is just like most people have their camera off. Yeah. You don't know who you're speaking to and so it's just a little bit of a It's a little int- stale almost. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's very exciting for you. And for I am very cuz Donovan was very sad that he did not he get yet. to live in the building. I know. And I hope and I I'm pretty my prediction is has been that next year At least, at the very least, the club will be open for the members to eat in. And at least, at the very, very least, for the officers to live in.
1: This is what I'm hoping and praying for. Please, Ice Crew, please. Please, (laughs) yes. Just have the club open for the members. Like, that would be amazing. Like, even even beside the officers living in the club, I think just so the members have a place to go. I think campus is so fragmented right now. Yeah. It would be nice to, like, know that there's a place to see your friends and, like, eat with your friends. Like, that's one of the things I really miss is just like randomly bumping into random people that you love. Exactly. But, and not having to like organize, like let's go and eat at X restaurant with X number of people. You know, it's just, -hmm. it's just so much more organic and that's what I love about Princeton, the community. So hopefully that will be
0: something Be back. back, yeah. and yeah. just what well, yeah one more final thing with the eating clubs i don't know if i mean i assume this is how it's uh, how it is across the street but at least i know specifically for ivy we got in last year sophomores and there were some seniors that i was looking for to get to know better mm. and then I, a month or two after we joined the clubs everybody's got sent home so there oh, goes go. <laughs> getting to know the class of 2020 yeah class right above us we don't really know that well because, again, we had only been members for two months. Yeah. And so maybe we knew some of them from around campus. But for the most part, we're not as close with that year as we could be. So that's another year that's like kind of a lost connection. Mm-hmm. Within our year, I think I was able to join with a lot of people I knew going in. So maybe we're closer than we normally would be. But obviously not nearly as close as we would be in regular scenarios. Yeah, exactly. So there's a little bit of connection. And then now that we have new sophomores zero connection to the sophomores and I don't know and I would assume none of the clubs have been able to make meaningful connections with the sophomores even if we've tried so it really is a pivotal and critical time next fall to at least have that time to get Get the clubs back to where they're supposed Mm -hmm. to be and create that sort of culture so would you say that going in SVP that's your number one priority? Oh yeah
1: I think I mean that's the thing it's like I feel it's difficult to get people interested in virtual stuff Mm -hmm. and like for myself, I d I don't wanna log in to like a, a meeting on my computer after I've been on my computer all day. Like it really is that in person stuff that, you know, brings the vibes. It brings the amazing vibes that we all love. And that's the one thing I always love about eating at Ivy, is like, you know, there's people coming in and there's always there's always <laughs> like a new table. Like I always thought that was a really great thing, like having the, you know, file in and sit in the next available seat thing. Yeah. So I feel like you guys will hopefully be able to launch back in. I think same for Canon as well. We have we're kind of more fortunate in having some, you know, like, organizations, like, university organizations that, like, like kind of sorts in the club. So, that does help with, like, the lateral, like, knowing people in different yeah. grades. So, I'm hoping that that can continue to be a thing. I'm sure it will be.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And just, like, one thing you touched about with the virtual interactions, I have been over trying to socialize on Zoom for probably, like, or five months at yes. this point yes there is no point to it I, the one freshman that I spoke with the one freshman I had on the podcast mm-hmm. Yane, I asked him if any of uh, virtual events have helped him make friends have been very helpful for him he was like absolutely not mm-hmm. he said he had OA virtually and can't name one single person in his OA group and that broke my heart no that, that is does ext- break my heart that is so sad
1: like that I mean OA honestly I, I, I mean a lot of people have different opinions but I, I loved it, loved it yeah. for just the people in my group, honestly, for that little week, and the kids that I then was a leader for, are still really close. And like my group, we may not be like a tight knit group, but like I still love
0: the people. And you see them walking around, yeah, and you say, exactly. "What's up?" And you remember that connection of yeah. walking however many miles a day without showering, <laughs> and everyone gains one collective nasty smell that yep. you don't even realize because you just get so used to it. So yeah, there's so so many little things that we're just hoping to to get be able back. to get back to a sense of normalcy okay. soon. But um, yeah. so you were in the fall semester. Uh, could you speak a little bit about what you were up to?
1: Yeah, definitely. I was in Georgia with a group of um, about 12 of us. Yeah, there was 12 of us when that was the most people there were. And we had two houses that were actually conveniently right next to each other. So it was like six people in each house, basically, roughly. Um, and yeah, it was just really, really great. I mean, Georgia is a whole different So <laughs> oh, like, <yeah>. That is <laughs> Honestly, like UGA. They're like completely normal Like you'd We'd drive <sighs> through town To like go and eat at a restaurant On like a Friday or Saturday night And like the place was just No COVID COVID doesn't exist it uh, yeah,
0: In some states COVID <laughs> has <have> never <laughs> Has never really existed It was
1: crazy It was like what, This is And it would like Kind of You'd feel kind of sad You'd be like This is happening here And we're not even on campus That's like,
0: exactly This that, is so sad Yeah
1: But I mean I Like Obviously that They're not acting in the you know, and with the mindset of public safety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm also happy that we were not contributing to that. Like, we would, we weren't doing what they were doing. So uh, that's
0: Well, okay, let me just stop you right there. Because, <laughs> I, had, like I said, Darwin was the last episode. The man was in South Carolina. Described exactly what you described. And then he tried to say, but I, in my group, we were following all the guidelines. You don't have to lie. It's no, okay. I'm, we're if not even were,
1: lying, though. I'm, like, being totally serious. So you were
0: masked up, social distancing, gathering indoors with only, like, 10 people. Yeah so
1: literally it was like pretty much apart so we had one group of neighbors next door there were some random frat boys and we sort of got to know them a little bit we don't you know we we had like friendly relationship with them they were our neighbors you know And they had really cute dogs, but like aside from that, like we didn't go to the bars. We didn't like we just we you know we were just trying to like have our little slice of Princeton (laughs) in Athens, Georgia.
0: (laughs) So it was very much
1: like we had our like dye table out front, and we were like we painted with like Princeton and all like our little you know our teams and like little things that like it had a British flag on it, you know. Yeah. So we were definitely like. We were having a lot of fun. That's what we were doing, but a
0: lot more compliant with CDC regulations than the rest of Georgia. You were in your own little bubble. Little bubble, yeah. No, it's very cute. And how did y'all decide on Georgia or Athens? So Julia,
1: my roommate, actually, who may arrive back at any moment. I have no idea. Okay. Um, She is from Athens. Okay. And it just seemed logical because we also wanted to train. Is the other thing. And Georgia is, despite obviously there's a lot of stuff going on there, Mm -hmm. but it's still open for like gyms and we could throw and uh, like Katie and people were were like running. So it was still like, it was logical in terms of being able to actually get good practice in basically. Fair enough. Which was good. Fair enough. And were
0: you able to, so there's good facilities there and stuff for you to use? Yeah. we would
1: use UGA like in their open hours, like the track UGA. There was a great gym with, with actually our gym, the dude who owns the gym, Mm -hmm. he was in Thor Ragnarok, which we found out like, I know. Isn't that insane?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's so mental. But it's because they film all the Marvel stuff in Georgia. Really? And so I think they just posted an yeah, advert.
0: I, I wouldn't know that. So that's a new... Yeah, I learned... so go. Every podcast there I record, go. I learned something new. I didn't know they filmed yeah, a lot it's of mad- Marvel. So
1: apparently, there's a bar called... Uh, it's like a brewery called Creature Compass Brewery. And okay. that was like their favorite, like all the Marvel cast favorite beer to to. and if you watch the scene where like thor is fat where he's walking through he has a beer in his hand uh-huh. and it's that beer the creature comforts tropical wow. beer here's me advertising for them there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sent some beer, anyway, <laughs> but yeah no it's kind of crazy we were like oh my god we're part of some marvel history now oh gotcha that's pretty yeah. cool
0: and so okay another thing i wanted to actually mention this in our intro but do you remember when it was one night at dinner at Rocky, and it was me, you, and Max. I
1: do remember this. And
0: we spoke about starting a podcast. Yes,
1: I remember this so. so I don't,
0: I just, I don't, first of all, I don't remember the content of the conversation. No, nope. But I just remember it being such a funny conversation that covered so many different topics. And we were like, we bring three good perspectives to whatever issue could be talked about. And I so agree.
1: I still agree with that I, I, honestly
0: <laughs> I still agree also I just wanted to bring that up and say that I've now had Max on he was episode number two I'm now having you on episode number 10 maybe down the line there's space for a episode our, 20 our,
1: Max and Louisa
0: or um, I was gonna say we just start our own podcast oh but yeah. at this point I think everyone's everyone and their mom starts their own podcast which <laughs> honestly though I don't even I think podcasting is like like, music-making now mm-hmm. at this point. I or agree. even just, like, just what something that's so common that you look at it initially... Because, po- first of all, podcasting is still very new. It's probably, like, in its 10th, 11th year of being, yeah. like, a very, like, a thing that people do. Mm-hmm. So it's still relatively new. So obviously a lot of people are going to be getting into it. A new podcast are going to be popping up. And it's going to become so... Mainstream and normal as listen to music and the way audiobooks have become such a prevalent thing. I think audio is the way that we're going to be taking in a lot of info. Yes. So for anyone here now, people making podcasts, mind your business. Hey, yeah. Step <laughs> yeah.
1: back. Also, none of them have the same artistry that you do. I listen and I'm like. This boy knows the questions. He knows what he's doing. See,
0: I have my little journal here. I come prepared. Look at all these questions. He is prepared. Notes across across both pages. So, honestly, either, yes, we're going to do a little joint episode with the three of us, or... We just say fuck it Spin and off. start our own podcast, a spinoff from "Go with the Flow." There we go, "Go with the Flow," <laughs> Luis and Max. We'll <laughs> become be a little little more creative with. The I name. would love know that.
1: It would probably be preheated. I feel like people like to hear. Oh, you yeah, know, heated yes. Discussions. Honestly,
0: you're right. So far on this podcast, I've the conversations have been nice and friendly, good yeah. content, but not enough. Not enough mm, like spice. Not enough spice. Not enough <laughs> argument. Not enough disagreement.
1: The second you put Max. In a room
0: with anybody. With anybody. Yes. But
1: particularly, like I am incapable of having a nice conversation with that boy. <laughs> it's
0: unbelievable.
1: It's, it's pretty, but you know, so it would be fun. Could listen to the arguments, pick a side.
0: Down the line, exactly. That one will not be allowed to be a friendly podcast. It'll just be like, topic. We gotta oh. argue. We can't agree. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I just <laughs> <Exactly>. wanted to <laughs> to quickly mention that. But um, the next thing that I want to talk about with you is, you mentioned to me that you were supposed to do an internship similar to what the one i did after Mm -hmm. freshman summer so could you just describe what that was supposed to be like
1: yeah of course um so basically it's a conservation club uh internship where myself and i think two other interns would be teaching kids in rural villages in in and around impala in kenya about conservation because obviously if you're teaching american kids about conservation especially like serengeti and and mara conservation, it's like that's not applicable to their daily lives, but these rural kids do have like an, you know, they're entrenched in that situation. So it's like about teaching these kids how to best move forward and be like custodians of their environment, which is, yeah, I mean, I was really looking forward to it and being in place, but unfortunately, no, the big yeet from the university, but it is going to be remote. So I'm still doing it. Just I'm going to be doing it from a laptop screen, probably in the UK. So, gotcha.
0: Interesting. And, and so everything that I'm about to say, I don't mean to say to make <laughs> you feel bad about what you're missing out on. Because honestly, I also had this because I was supposed to go to South Africa last year through an I last summer through an IP <laughs> and that amazing. also got canceled. Yeah. And I've just been very sad about. Honestly, to this day, I'm still. I don't. I'm. I don't know when next I'm going to get go that opportunity them. again yeah. to just go two months out of the year just focus on helping a bunch of nonprofits, doing some good work, having a good time, meeting new people. I don't know when I'm gonna get that chance again. And so, the reason that I brought up your internship is because I was actually at Lykipia <laughs> La and Impala after freshman year, and I know how much how much of a great, not not even just fun, but how much of a learning experience and how much growth I got to experience as oh. a person. And when you... Because when you first told me that you were going to be there also, I was so happy for you. Mm. And then when I saw the announcement a few... Like a week or two ago that said that all travel this summer was still going to be remote, I was yeah, instantly very sad for you. I mean, it's
1: so sad. It's really sad. I was just like, please, like maybe a vaccine will be able to help. But I think also, I'm not really sure how the public health on the ground is right now. So it... You know, in the end, it will probably end up being the, the sensible option, but it is a shame. And yeah, I used to live in Kenya, so yeah.
0: Often. I was about to say yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't even know that until right before we started, we started recording, and then you mentioned it. And I was like, save it for the podcast. Yep. So please, now that, <laughs> now, that, now that now that we're recording, when did you live in Kenya? How long? Why? What was... So
1: I lived in Kenya from the ages of where I want to say I think I just turned eight, and mm-hmm. then like almost eleven. So it was that kind of end of uh, what you guys would be at elementary school? I guess at that age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was about the end of that, and. Oh, it was amazing I lived in Kisumu Which is like right on Lake Victoria And um, we lived there for two years My mum was doing a PhD And okay. she was like Her data like collection was all happening Because her PhD was in like malaria and, and public health research basically That's beside the point It was insane <laughs> <laughs> It was just an insane experience And it was like I mean, we would go to this restaurant called Kiboko Bay, which Kiboko means hippo, if you mm. don't speak Swahili.
0: Um, I, I actually took a little bit of Swahili. One hey. when year, when we for those two months, we took Swahili classes. We started off strong, and then we just trailed off at the end. Because yeah. so, so the way... Wait, so, uh, no, get back to your story, then I'll get back to okay. you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, was,
1: well, we used to, like, we'd go out on a boat, and the, the hippos would, like, bob up, like, 20 meters away, and everyone would be like, all right, fucking book it. <laughs> <laughs> those <laughs> things will try and drown you. They're more evil than lions. And then they would be like they'd come out onto the shore like it was just kenya is an amazing place
0: i completely agree with you and just like first of all with the hippos they told us that hippos were responsible for the most human deaths and i could not believe it i thought it would be some sort of big cat or Mm -hmm. just anything else but it's fucking hippos
1: yeah i mean you would think it wouldn't be but it's because they i mean the lake is right there especially Mm -hmm. kisumu the lake is right there and hippos just live in the lake so you know, it's not like it's a safari park. It's not like it's a cordon off area. Yeah. People fish on that lake, yeah. and they are evil things they don't <laughs> get to try and drown people. They're in, yeah, it's insane. But the, the trick, I don't know if people want a trick. If you ever find yourself being hunted by a hippo,
0: okay, I don't know how many people this is gonna be. <laughs> this is gonna apply to, but please go forward anyway. So
1: they don't have knees, which means they can't change directions well. Oh. Like, sorry, knee joints. They have legs, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so if you run in a zigzag, quick
0: little stutter step. Yeah, I can exactly. Juke- I could juke out exactly. a hippo, that ain't nothing. That's exactly That's, it, you gotta okay. duke
1: out the hippo and you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> but um, so, just the way that, so what I did was something through the Office of Religious Life and it was me and three other students, and I actually want to have one of them on here and honestly just like talk about that for, because it's something we could talk about for hours on yeah, end. Yeah, I'm sure. But just like a quick summary, we were teaching in three primary schools and one secondary school. But the way that it works is, so there's this Impala Research Center mm-hmm. just in the middle of uh, of Impala, of Laquipia County, mm-hmm. and it's just a Princeton Research Center, and so you always have grad students going there. We had the head of the EEB department was there for a little bit. Yeah. There were some trustees who go there, and so every summer there'll be some Princeton students there, so it'll be, the, it was the four of us through ORL, there was the two, two students who did the internship that you're doing, mm-hmm. and then there were about Five or six juniors and seniors who were doing their own independent research. And so, what it just lended itself to was just 12 to 13, like 12 to 15 of us Princeton students in the middle of Kenya. We didn't really have access, because it really is rural Kenya, so we didn't have access to much else. So, you kind of get on the property, you can't leave because the animals will kill you. Like, it's no, we we got these like security briefings. They're like, guys, don't walk around because the animals will get you. Okay, (laughs) that's it. No, you win. But it was honestly insane such a good experience i will say and i always say this when you're around so many people or when you're around a group of people the same group of people without access to anything for an extended period of time i all of a sudden understood how reality tv shows work like Mm -hmm. big brothers and all that type of thing (laughs) because the way drama would just spring up out of nowhere for no reason it was just we were so confused, like the drama, people hooking up, all these different oh sorts God, of things. Oh God! I'd say if there was a camera crew following us around, most entertaining reality show you would ever I see. Mean, I would watch that for it sure. Was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> but basically, I mean, yeah, I don't want to speak too much about it because I want to save that for another episode. But I do think that it's something that. And again, that was an uh, an example of me pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I would have never thought that I would want to go to Kenya and spend two months, but it was something that I loved so much, would probably do again, and hey, yeah. recommend to anybody who is able to do some sort of internship to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Because that was just something that, like, I never taught before. I... Did you vibe with it? I okay. I said it was the start and end of my teaching career because <laughs> <laughs> it was great for me to realize that I teaching is not for me, and I have the utmost respect for anyone who's able who to teach, it. especially little kids because I mean, it's a it's it's a grind. Our our day started early. That is, yeah, this is what I was saying about Swahili is our day started like we probably like woke up at like seven eight had mm-hmm. to get to school and then we were there till like two three p.m. And they set up the Swahili class at like 4 o'clock, for like right when we got back. And it got to the point that we were so exhausted, and we're like, just couldn't do it. we're not going to these classes, like, sorry.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that. Like, that same summer, I was in Vietnam teaching mm-hmm. kids, but only for three weeks, <laughs> much shorter <laughs> yeah. time. We were teaching them, I was teaching them baseball and biology. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the kids are just like... And also, I don't speak Vietnamese. <laughs> so, <laughs> <that's the thing. laughs> so we have, like, so it was uh, like the American coaches, it was called, and the mm-hmm. Vietnamese coaches, and that was, it was great. But yeah, the kids are like hyperactive, making High
0: energy, it is ridiculous. It was crazy. I, yeah, okay. yeah. So that is <laughs> the reason that I brought brought Kenya up. So and then the there was this article that I wanted to talk to you about real quick, and it was oh, yeah. an email that we got from. Otis, and it says, new guidelines for limited in-person student organization activity. So I saw that, and I was like, interesting. Are they about to say we could have more than two people in our rooms? What are they about to say? And I click on it, and the general gist of of the email is that going forward, you can schedule social gatherings through Clever, but they have to still... Basically, no rules have changed other than the fact that you have to to organize these uh, gatherings through Clever. And so some (laughs) examples of activities that may be approved according to this are... Coffee chats, one-on-one mentoring, walks or hikes with a fixed list of attendees, or photo or video shoots involving one group member and one photographer. What? Can you explain to me how this changes anything that we've been doing so far? (laughs) It doesn't
1: sound like it changes anything. It sounds like it makes it seem like you need to schedule your social life through the university. That's what that sounds like to me. That is
0: exactly what that sounds like. And I read that, and the head, the heading made me so excited. I was like, oh, they're actually about to change things. And then I saw that they were just asking us to schedule what we've already been doing. And I was just, I've lost, I'm, I'm tired.
1: I'm, I'm tired too, man. It's just so, like, it's very difficult to know that your friends are nearby and find it difficult to meet up with them because you are worried about, I mean, safety, of course, but also just the optics of it and just i don't know i, I there's so many people that i want to see but of course like you know you move between your room whatever place on campus you're allowed on to the library and that's sort of it right now <laughs> and the like i mean i i hear a lot of people being reported and it's it, it is scary it's it very is scary. it
0: is very scary and as someone living on campus it is scary you never know who's even just i was at the gym yesterday and I have a, there's someone in my building who I went to high school with, actually. And he comes up to me. He's like, yo, I've heard that in Spelman, there's been some instances of people reporting each other. So just be real careful. And I was like, oh, I thought we would be doing better in, like, the mm-hmm. upperclassmen housing. I thought the snitching was, like, an underclass activity, but I guess not. I no one is immune from it.
1: No. I mean, I've heard, of, <laughs> I've heard of groups being reported more than once. I mean, it's just very... It's kind of disheartening, isn't it, to think, like... I mean, I think part of it is that people obviously report I would imagine because they feel like their safety is at threat
0: yeah
1: and it's just sad to know that there are some people who are abiding by the I mean from all I've heard there are people abiding by the guidelines and who are still getting reported and it's just sad to think those people's lives could possibly be ruined by that and I know it goes both ways it's just very it's 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 just this whole situation is just a bit of a <laughs> bit
0: of a car crash honestly and as such you you said and I've said you're one of the most social people that I know how would you say that this semester has affected your ability to sort of just be yourself and just be out there as much as you normally would it's
1: definitely difficult as I'd lo- I literally <laughs> love just moving around campus and knowing that you're gonna see like three people on your way to your next class and be like oh my god hey what's up and like you know it. that's one of the things I love about Princeton is that it really is a community like there's just that many of us there's always someone new to meet but there also is like the same faces and yeah, it's just a shame that that doesn't seem to necessarily be the case right now. Like, I just feel bad for freshmen. You know, I think a lot of them have been making great friendships, and I'm so happy to see that. Like one of my colleagues who I work with the eco reps, she's seems to be having a great time. But I just know what it you can be like, and that's sad. That's
0: exactly. They don't they don't know what they're missing out on. Yeah. So I don't. Th- other than the one freshman who I had on, I I let him know everything he was missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> but but the rest of the freshmen, I think, it's good for them to not. To, to not really know what they're missing out on. Although I will say, because I have to go through tired confessions for the little segment that I do on the show, and that probably is the majority of, of confessions is from freshmen saying, I was expecting a lot out of college and it's not what I expected Mm -hmm. and I don't have any friends. And I just want, I I don't want to respond. I don't respond. This is my way of responding, but I just want to be like, trust me, this is not what things are normally like. No, I know. This is not representative of college or of Princeton and things will get so much better.
1: Like I just want to tell these kids, like, just hold on, like, oh, just hold on, exactly, <laughs> Just hold on. Just, Hopefully things will open on. up a
0: little bit longer, and <laughs> it's I,
1: heartbreaking to hear that people think they don't have friends. That's really heartbreaking.
0: Some of the, some of the, yeah, some of the posts are really sad, and even some of the ones that I've talked about on the show have been really sad. And I have some screenshotted for whenever else, but yeah, some of them are like, yeah, wow. I want to go home. No one likes me. I thought I was expecting so much more from this, and I got nothing out of it. Why did I waste my time coming here? Oh my gosh, it's bad. Well, that's a fun, <laughs> fun, <laughs> fun section of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. Every time oh I get God. to it, I'm like, damn. It's uh, most of the ones I have for later are not actually. Well, actually. Kind of related, so we we will get to that. A table back. Yes. Okay. And now another thing that I want to get into is um you being British, of course. Hey, you're you know? second British person that I've had on the show after Max. That's
1: not very much. <laughs> we we up <laughs> the ante No, because
0: like there's a lot of y'all here, so I really could have every single guest be British, uh be British. Yeah. So first question for you on this topic is, could you just? Describe what the transition from Oxford, Oxford to Princeton was like for you, especially culturally. Like, what was the biggest yes. culture shock in coming to America?
1: I definitely can do that. Well, the thing I always remember very, very keenly is coming on my official visit because I was hit. I was in America for literally 48 hours uh-huh. and then like flew back, <laughs> yeah. which was crazy. And I got here, and the uh, athletic director for um for track, he that he was the former athletic director. He took me to Princeton Pie, R. I. P. No longer. No longer. Although proof
0: pizza took its yeah. it's killing yeah, the it's game highly recommend everyone yep. go to proof pizza <laughs> I, honestly every every everyone i promo on here should be giving me free. I, I know should, i was just
1: gonna say where's the money where is the money All the free honestly pizza?
0: once the once the listenership goes up they'll they'll hit me up
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i so he got me uh what i thought was a small pizza and I, so I don't know what I was expecting, and this is so trivial, but in, in England, a small pizza would be like, just put your fingers together,
0: uh-huh. and just widen
1: it out a little bit, and that's pretty much how a small pizza would look. This thing was like this, it was large, it was like my arms,
0: yeah. and I was
1: like, okay, well, I see how I'm going to get fat yeah. if I end up coming here. This is insane, like that's, everything's bigger here. That's yeah. the one thing I'd say, but... Oxford, see I'm kind of spoiled I live, every time I go back I'm like Wow, I live in the most beautiful place It is, you know It's just on another level of beauty So that's the, it's interesting Princeton is amazingly Princeton beautiful.
0: is gorgeous, yes But
1: Oxford is on some mad level I mean it's been there since like I want to say 900, like 900 AD Like oh, some okay. of the buildings All are the way back. old okay. Like wow. hella old Yeah, it's, um, it's some crazy shit basically So size is different I'm spoiled in terms of Oxford, so I... Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, England is an interesting, amazing place. If people haven't been, go. It's definitely... You handle everything with sarcasm in England. That's pretty much how we handle ourselves.
0: A lot, lot of banter. A <laughs> lot of banter, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Banter, That's the way you said it. Banter. Yeah, but... <laughs> but I would say our, our government, are. Our, They fucking suck. So, you know, there's part of me I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to be here right now and not having to deal with Boris Johnson looking at me through a TV screen, telling me to be inside when I know that he's a dickhead. (laughs) It's just everything is just like, oh, whatever.
0: I honestly don't know enough about British politics to respond to that, (laughs) but I, I... automatically believe you. But honestly, you said the size of food is trivial. It is not trivial. I agree with you. People, the amount of food that gets consumed in this country, it is absolute it is Oh my absurd. god, it's insane. There's a reason that there is a, a an obesity issue, I will say.
1: I do not disagree. I don't
0: there's that. never been like a uh I don't just something about portions. There's yeah. there's no portion control which could it could go a long way to say that (laughs) there's no reason you should be able to get like the four for four like all these different little cheap menus or items at fast food that yeah Yeah. not not the most healthy large amounts of food (laughs) so yeah and so okay so portions was one thing that you noticed and then so this is sort of a, a different question what was your stereotypical view of first america and then American colleges, and how has New Jersey and then Princeton University matched up to those different expectations?
1: Mm, good question. Well, in terms of my stereotypical view of America, I think it was slightly swayed because when I did live in Kenya, there was a lot of American expats who lived there, so I was okay. friends with a lot of American people. So I wasn't like necessarily like, oh my gosh, everyone's so culturally different to me because I've kind of grown up you know, around Americans before. But what I would say is that Princeton University is not like you know like we see all the videos of like crazy frat parties and like just mad stuff like Glee like that was one of the TV shows Glee? I remember watching but being that like that was
0: high school. Glee was I know. I like, was looking high school. at it and being like,
1: is that what their high school is like? That's Honestly,
0: I mean, no one breaking out in song. We, we the made fun of sure? them for that. That's a little weird. Well, high school musical, <laughs> cool. more than one. Fair enough. Okay, and I Clearly do want high school. It's school. Fair enough. Mm, okay. Fair. Although Glee was high school, although kind of, yeah, a little bit accurate, I will say.
1: This is the thing. Like I, I just assumed. Well, I didn't assume it would be like that. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that was like maybe a, a, a like an actual experience on steroids, yeah. which is probably it's kind of why I imagined it to be right. Yeah. But Princeton is just yeah, it's amazing. <clears throat> I mean, we're so fortunate to be in this crazy community, you know. So, I definitely love it. I'm very... I think this is where I was meant to be mm-hmm. for university, for sure. Definitely. Um, but so, yeah, no, I think it's great. But my stereotypical <laughs> view of Americans... I mean, we hear so much about the gun stuff, which we don't need to get into. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's, you know, very Trumpy. It's, like, for the last, like, five years, that's the headline in the UK, like, yeah. about America. So, that would be... If you landed... Today, <laughs> he and you said I'm American. That is what they would ask you about. Gotcha. Right. So that's that's basically the three life. <laughs> of what people think is going on here.
0: Honestly, that's fair. And have we have we lived up to those expectations? No?
1: Well, Georgia was its own beast, but for the most part, Princeton that is not my experience at all, which mm-hmm. I'm very glad about, as you can probably tell with the hating Boris Johnson comment.
0: Yeah. And so you just said that you uh, Princeton is a place for you. This is the right college. you Made the right choice. Where were you did you always know that you were gonna to come to school in America or was did did you sort of make your decision based on track and track sort of led you to wherever school that you would go
1: to? Yes, it definitely was that. Like track like it was very much like the idea of America came up, we didn't we kind of looked into it, kind of didn't, and then it just sort of fell in place, which is amazing. Like contacted the coach and then yeah, it just sort of spiraled it ended up that I was here. Like it wasn't it wasn't ever like a set decision. But I'm so glad it happened the way it happened. Because also then I didn't have to have the stress of like that I hear my teammates have of like trying to like tell Harvard, No, I'm not going to you, Harvard <laughs> or like whatever, whichever school they were also being recruited by. I'm so glad I didn't have to deal with any of that stuff because I would have been a mess. I would have been a mess trying to do that. So yeah, no, and I think it just it worked out well. But yeah, track was definitely one of the the guiding lights, just trying to find a good place to be mm-hmm. for it, which it's, is, yeah.
0: And so does that mean that the recruiting process is different since you're international? You just sort of, how, well, how does it work compared to what you said your teammates had to do? So
1: in, for the most part, it wouldn't be. So like I, there's, I have a lot of English friends who came to America and they would, they were being recruited by like various different schools, but I was only being recruited by Princeton. Okay. So for me, it was like, that was the only choice, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I was also looking into UK options and stuff. Um. So, yeah, no, but, like, my teammates, I mean, they would have been, if you're in America, you start getting emails and letters from coaches from such a young age. So that's, like, its own minefield. And mm. taking, like, multiple officials. Like, I was just, I only had one, so mm. I didn't have anything to compare it to. But other people were like, oh, my gosh, Harvard was so weird or <laughs> Yale was really weird and, like, Princeton was the obvious choice, you know?
0: Honestly, though, I think that is an ass because, obviously, no varsity athlete, but I think being recruited it seems like a fun process to me and be the thing that you just described is what you wouldn't want to do having to go on all those visits I think that's something that would appeal to me and just being able to travel and get different experiences and really see what where you get where where you really belong because mm-hmm. I think the closest thing that I had to that was when I think it, the way I don't know how different applications process, processes are in England <laughs> but um when it's my senior spring, it was like the start of my senior mm. spring, and I had started getting my acceptances to a bunch of different schools. Ooh. And you know, okay, go, go, He's go. A smart go. Boy. Come on, yeah, you know, <laughs> got, got into a few places. And so I would visit these schools. So I did this thing at Duke called BSAI, it was the Black Student Alliance Invitational. Fantastic program. Oh, I still speak sick. about it too much to this day. Got to meet so <laughs> many, so many dope people that I'm still in contact with right oh, now. That's awesome. But I was there for like three, four days. Got to see how I enjoyed that campus. Loved it and a different life. Duke is for me. Um, yep. Also got to go up to Cornell and stay there overnight. Went up to Pittsburgh, which was. I visited Pittsburgh because that was like the first university that accepted me so I was like I respect gotta it go. shout out to y'all I gotta go <laughs> going to get into to go to Princeton Preview all the, just the different experiences I actually really enjoyed that so I think that I would imagine that oh, on yeah. the athletic side of things that would be even so much more funner because they try to show you such a good time mm-hmm. don't
1: they they so Yes, I think I would have enjoyed going on more recruiting trips, but just choosing between the different places would have been difficult because they do try and show you the best time. And so it would be like, oh my gosh, but I loved everything. I don't know where (laughs) I want to be. And I'm definitely like that. I'm not like a picky person. So i would probably been like, oh my gosh, it was all amazing. What do I do? But yeah, Princeton. Yeah, no. The stories you hear about recruiting trips are like SEC schools and Uh stuff like that. Oh... (laughs) Clemson has a slide, a slide in their football facility.
0: Wow, isn't that insane? That is insane.
1: Like there's just stuff like that, and you're like, wow, that's a different world,
0: <laughs> like yeah. from anything. Yeah, uh, you know, you're so right. I do. I have seen some of those videos, like Kansas basketball, the facilities that they have, Alabama football, Duke yeah. basketball, the mm-hmm. amount of money that's poured into these programs. That's like honestly, I if I could have any athletic experience. Like I got to pick anything, like be an MBA athlete for a year, be a foot like whatever. I would be either Duke basketball or Alabama football. Those are the experiences that I would take for like a a season because I think as a college athlete, it's not a, not a Princeton, cause like. Princeton doesn't prioritize sports the way that everyone else yeah, does. Yeah, nope. <laughs> but I think when you go to those places and those people, that is the thing that everyone in that area cares about. So they're basically the biggest celebrities that exist, and they get to play sports at the high level, and they have all these perks. Yeah. So for me, that is the, the an experience awesome. that I would that I would take if I could.
1: See, it's interesting because now I'm doing all of this reading about racism for my like JP, and mm. specifically in like sport. And I just read one that I think is about Alabama, Alabama football. Tell and me more. Tell me more. Yeah, I know. And it, it, well, the the whoever the author was, I can't remember her name, but um, had like changed the name of the school because of liability issues, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, it was talking about how black male athletes feel that they are trapped within this basically racist system mm-hmm. in which you're like. You know, you are treated as an athlete, but you are an athlete. You're there as a student athlete, but, you know, the student is very much like, you're told that that's not, you're here for the playbook was one of the things in it. And I think for, yeah, it would be an amazing opportunity, but there's, there's definitely aspects of being a student athlete, particularly those kind of institutions, which is like very nuanced and crazy. And
0: I, yeah, I completely agree with you. And I was looking at it from the very simplified version, but honestly, when you do delve into their lives, I think there is so much to it. For instance, yeah. um, I don't know how much you're into college basketball, March Madness and all that. <laughs> not but, massively. Not massively. Yeah. But so there was this team, Ohio state. So in short, very good team, not expected to lose in the first round. They lose in the first round to one of the worst teams, one of the biggest upsets to ever happen in the tournament. Oh, God. And then one of the players, one of the star players, he like posts this, these tweets about, the messages that he's getting in his DMs, and it's just like death threats, and people calling him the N-word, and all those those sorts of things, that again, you would never think, because even when I said people that's like the the good and the bad side yeah, to it exactly. is that when you're doing amazing everyone loves you but when you're doing badly these people who are pieces of shit come and out the wood nothing better to do in their lives they come at you online i know so i yeah i would i definitely don't think that they have an easy experience at all i think that is a common misconception people yes, think that these, that these kids have it all because they are kids they are our ages but the amount of pressure that they put, they're put, they mm-hmm. put on there and the amount of scrutiny and the amount of backlash that they get when they don't perform, I do think is absolutely absurd. I mean, it's and crazy. And I didn't even think I was going to ask you this. I didn't even have this on my list. Ooh. But on that topic, because it sounds like it relates to your JP also, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on Paying uh, college athletes are you? Are you allowed to speak about that as an athlete? I
1: don't know. I see. This is the thing. Eligibility is like there's like a there's like a four hundred page rule book. Of okay. Things that we, okay. So I'm not uh, gonna. Okay. Maybe. But I don't know. I'm okay. not really sure how it works, but. What I do know. Is I don't want to
0: get you in trouble, so don't say anything you're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I
1: do know is that in that same paper that I was reading, they referenced uh, a guy also who had been in March Madness, whose team I think won. I think it was Yukon a couple of yes, years. ago. Yes, it was.
0: Oh wait, I know the name. Was his name? G- Sean Campbell Kem- Walker. Was it Campbell? No, it was. No, it was. Pat- oh, Shabazz Shabazz Napier. Yes, exactly. Yes, Shabazz Napier. Oh, I remember that exactly. story. Yes. yes,
1: and him saying that he goes to bed hungry. Yes, 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 and, yes. Which is just like
0: absurd right
1: there you're seeing an athlete that is working extremely hard to produce the best results but isn't actually being supported by this apparent pedestal that he's on in I pedestal in quotes so yeah i mean i mean when you're looking at athletes like that princeton is its own beast but like athletes like that who are, are like completely dependent on their institution for you know everything but and also micromanaged by their institution you would You would hope to see some change. Like, people should not be going to to school or to bed hungry. Like, that's the bottom
0: line. Especially the people who are generating millions and millions and millions of dollars. Exactly. I I literally just saw the stat where it's like the the men's March Madness tournament, I think, generates something like 800 million for. Honestly, wait, let me look at this number. I have my laptop right here. I might as well fact check myself. Uh, Revenue of March Madness.
1: It's definitely insane.
0: It is a stupid amount. The NCAA revenue totaled five hundred and nineteen million. Wait, no, that's <laughs> no. This is saying how much they lost because of COVID. Um, but okay, so I'm seeing a stat that seventy five percent of NCAA revenue comes from March, March Madness. See, <coughs> so I'm not the seeing insane. the amount of like the dollar amount, but that is insane. That is insane across is insane. all the
1: sports and across like yeah, every and I, tournament.
0: Yeah, and actually, I just there's another stat that I saw that I think. And this one I saw a while ago, but I think the only for for most schools the only profitable sports are football and basketball, and those tend to cover the cost of everything else. Mm-hmm. So I still that same. So it's like <clears throat> pay these kids the money, I even know. if you can't say I'm saying it's my <laughs> podcast. I'm not an athlete; they can't tell me what to say. It is absurd that that I know. student athletes don't get paid, and even in the same NCAA tournament, there's this whole move for we'll get to the woman's issue in a second also blatantly egregiously insane but on the men's side what the, their own little like movement that they're doing is like they they have shirts to say hashtag not ncaa property because mm. sort of like you should look into that for you yeah JP. i actually will that's yeah Thank, that's a little movement that. that's going friends on helping <laughs> friends <laughs> of course of course <laughs> yeah they they were in these shirts to say not ncaa property because they get work so hard, get so much money made off of them and they get nothing in return. But on the woman's side, did you see everything oh, that was yeah. going on with the treatment oh, and yeah. from the bubble to bubble?
1: I mean, that is honestly one of the saddest things I've seen. That one tiny rack of dumbbells?
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's just so for anyone listening who hasn't seen the story, um, for both for the March Madness tournaments, the men are in Indianapolis and the women are in San Antonio. And the men for their workout facilities they have probably basically like a whole gym with Mm -hmm. dumbbells any type of waist that you could get and for the women in san antonio they had literally one mini set of dumbbells and one like stretching table and a few yoga mats and that was the extent of their equipment
1: it was honestly harrowing to see and it was i mean just it shows like a blatant disregard for what female athletes need like it's not like a female athlete doesn't need to do weights like that's an insane proposition yeah in anywhere and then when you do you see the follow-up video that she sent out the i can't remember what that athlete's name was the, i know she oregon.
0: plays for oregon yeah i don't yeah. remember her name either. let like, me honestly we could google these things yeah, <laughs> yeah. but she
1: like her in her follow-up video you know they they then got in some racks but it still was in no way com- comparable to the men's like setup in yeah. any way yeah and then I, there was also like a, a letter that one of the um, coaches had sent out, which was like, basically, thank you, NCAA for showing your blatant yeah. oh. oh. you oh. There it is. Uh,
0: her name is Sedona Prince. Sedona. Sedona Prince. Yes. Sedona Prince. Sedona yes. Prince.
1: Yes. Awesome human being. I mean, that's great that at least she's using that, you know, that they weren't taking it lying down. Yeah. They were speaking out about it. But it also shouldn't be the case that the athlete has to speak out about that's
0: it. That's the thing. And here's... that's You wonder about the decision makers who do this... And obviously, to do it is one is a fucked up thing. But to do it in such a blatant way yeah. is just makes it so much more disrespectful. <laughs> I don't know insane. if they think that no one will find out that they the, in the, find out about the contrast in the experiences that, that the men are getting versus the woman. I don't know how they rationalize it to themselves to think that no one is going to say anything about it. And I'm just the dis- decision makers in high places are you, they could be so stupid at times, I am
1: completely out of touch. I'm so confused by that so confused like how you think that in this particular moment in time you're not gonna you're gonna get away with that of course you're not (laughs) you don't it makes no sense to me
0: yeah honestly i don't even know how we got here but i'm glad we got into it i (laughs) didn't even i didn't even have this as one of the topics that i (laughs) wanted to talk about but i love it um okay and so kind of transitioning a little bit into effects of covid on our college experiences um first question after we got sent home for myself i've talked about this on a few podcasts i start looking back and i'm like there's so much more i could have done there's so many things that i could have done differently so for you do you think that there's anything keep it in mind mm-hmm. so if you know that <laughs> if you if you know covid is coming
1: what would i have done
0: what would you have done differently over the first 2.7 Five years mm. of your Princeton, or just your college experience—is there—is there anything you would have done differently?
1: I don't think so. I think I was very fortunate in having like a very full experience here, and that's great to hear. You know, I think I'm just—you know—I was extremely sad to be sent off, and was also like everyone very ignorant to how long this was gonna last. Yeah. <laughs> um So yeah, I don't think there is anything I would do would have done differently. No, really, maybe. Maybe go to late meal a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> you are ready at late meal all the time.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, no, no, honestly, I don't think there is.
0: Wow, that is, I is... First, I love that answer. That is good. That shows that you've been doing college the way college is supposed to be done and sort of taking full advantage. But I don't think most people would be able to say the same thing.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure that's the case. And, I'm, and you know, there's also probably things I would remember after we speak, being like, yeah, maybe I would do that differently. I definitely would do the quarantine, like... Space of time differently. I think I would would put less stress on myself to do the work as as, as much as I was.
0: You mean like schoolwork?
1: Yeah, like when we were immediately kicked off.
0: Oh yeah. I, no, actually, I, no, I don't actually agree because I just checked out. <laughs> I, I I have not really. I've reverted back to high school ways and just doing things to get them done for the grades since we've got sent home.
1: Yeah, I. And agree. it's that's
0: it's just such a shame. But that's just the way that I've been. My grades have been good. They've been like, but. As far as, like, enjoyment of learning, I don't... I think yeah, the gone. enjoyment
1: is definitely different. I mean, it's been a huge learning curve, though. I really think that this year, I've learned a lot more than my past, like, four years of being, like, an adult. Mm. Like, three years of being an adult. Like, like
0: you've learned... Because of like through school or just like just life I or... think
1: life in general like okay. just see the like the way we're kind of forced to see the world during COVID is very different. Yeah. Like I think you you learn to communicate better if because otherwise it's not gonna your like, point. You is will gonna lose relationships. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh yeah, I
0: think yeah yeah okay yeah Two, yeah yeah
1: like communication is key 100. And then just also some of the you know the positions that people in power are put into because of the pandemic and because of after George Floyd's death like everything that happened at that precise moment I think we see the way the world relates to many groups of people Mm -hmm. and learning from that and knowing where to position yourself within this crazy like landscape is is definitely an invaluable experience I'm very glad like I think I was ignorant of a lot of things before this pandemic and of the way the world like sees like me like i a person of mixed race and yeah. it's just an interesting it's it's definitely been an interesting learning curve this experience so i'm definitely i mean I'm, I'm i'm glad of it in that regard um but i ultimately i obviously would prefer the pandemic never happened yeah
0: and yeah, and just the one thing that i'll say about that is i know that when Some people will say things like, oh, the pandemic was a blessing in disguise and other people sort of get mad at them for saying things like that. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with those types of statements. Obviously, everyone acknowledges that this is probably like the worst thing that's happened. One of the worst things that has happened in our lifetime. And a lot of the events that happened over the course of the pandemic are some of the worst things we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think it's very valid for people individually to realize that they were able to still have either great learning experiences or due to the time that they got to spend with their family in close proximity, they got better relationships Yeah, just to, to grow as a person, do whatever. I think it's very valid for people to to be able to say things like yes i in the midst of everything going on i had a blessed year in 2020 i don't think there's anything wrong with No that. no
1: i agree i think i think i think we've all had a perspective shift certainly mm-hmm. but it is terrible to keep seeing like yesterday we were having a discussion at that table over there and like the people the rates of people dying is still so high and yeah. that's just un- like unbelievably tragic and a lot of it's just you know there's mismanagement left right and center and it's extremely sad and then you just add that to the list of mismatchment across the board, it's like, Oh god. We live in an interesting time. But I don't have, I have hope that our generation will hopefully be attuned to where we can improve on our predecessors.
0: I like that. And Net we got branches. a little bit and we got a little bit sad and a little bit yeah. deep. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's I did I did I was in the intro for the podcast I did say that sometimes we'll have deeper, more substantial conversations yeah, and everything no. needs to be spoken about. I um totally agree with that. And so last thing before I get into the little cute uh British slang <laughs> test that I wanted to this do. Is a fake shift. Actually I no, yeah, two more <laughs> things is just on this next topic or sort of similar topic in the event that things are fingers crossed knock on wood back to normal next year what would you say you're looking forward to just going in and taking advantage of doing the most
1: okay so this is going to sound trivial again it's food Canon, Bill our chef He's awesome. Shout out to Bill. Shout out to Bill. Um, he, Bill Conrad, awesome. Uh, there's this sandwich at Canon. It's called the Kuna Burger. And I miss it so much. Okay. It's like salmon, pineapple, avocado. It sounds weird. I love it. I tried to recreate. I could not. And I miss that so much. But yeah, just having that with a group of people around a table i cannot wait i, I love cannot i cannot wait
0: i love but, all your answers first of all second of all <laughs> i yeah i've heard i've always heard so much about the food at canon was looking forward to meal exchange with people now that i know you i know oh, yeah. well, now that you're vp i'm in, yeah meal exchanges are happening oh, yeah, yeah. i will be eating at canon you don't have to eat it no ID absolutely you, like, oh, i would love to <laughs> okay yes i've been looking forward to trying food elsewhere i've only eaten at Three of the clubs right now, and I would like to. There we
1: go, we gotta expand your horizons.
0: Exactly, I will. Okay, so, um, I put together a list of British slang terms. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of British people on this campus. When y'all get to talking to each other, I don't know what y'all <laughs> be talking about. I can't hold you. It sounds like a different language. So and funny. actually, quick question on this topic Do you watch the show Peaky Blinders?
1: Uh, okay, so I've seen the first one and a half seasons and then for some reason I haven't finished it but I love Killian Murphy Tom Hardy when he was in it what a legend great show what a legend great
0: show the reason that I bring it up is when I watch that show I need subtitles
1: I'm not surprised by
0: that when you watch it, do you need subtitles? I do not
1: need subtitles. Okay, and I've heard that from
0: other British people. They don't need subtitles when they watch that show, but I cannot understand a single word. And they speak English.
1: Well, they are speaking English, but oh, they're yeah. speaking a, a subgenre that is called the Brummie accent. Yeah, it is,
0: it's, it's different. And then also, the show Top Boy, I watched that show... So much oh. slang. After I watched that for like a week, I was trying to speak like I was, I was like, "In it, fine Every other every <laughs> other sentence, I was just trying to use British slang. And so I found I found British slang very fascinating. And so I compiled a very short list of yes. some slang Go I found. And I'm just I'm going to I'm going I'm I'm to quiz you. So <laughs>
1: obscure you've gone. And with then this. I'm going to
0: flip it. And I'm going to have you ask me for some. Okay, first word is knackered.
1: Oh, knackered. Yeah, knackered. I'm fucking knackered. That means I'm absolutely tired. I like, I could pass out on a bench. That's how tired I am. Correct.
0: <laughs> Correct. Um, snog. What is it? What is a, a snog,
1: snog? Is like, um, hmm, how do I want to put this? Snog is like a kiss with tongues. Uh. Yeah, I hate the word snog. I think it's terrible. Like, I just don't like how it like hits my mouth. You know, snog. Ugh. I always hated saying
0: that. You're two for two. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, bloke. What the hell is a bloke? A bloke. You're a bloke. I'm a bloke. Max a- is
1: a bloke. You know, just a bloke, it's like a man, like oh. a it's kind of a colloquial term for a man.
0: Okay, that's what's up, that's you know? what's up. Um uh Wanka.
1: Wanka. Your know, bloody you Wanker <laughs> That's the one that Hama shout
0: out <laughs> to Andrew literally
1: always says that <laughs> when I'm branding every time. Um Wanka is like, you know, it's an insult, it means <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my favorite insults. I, I, know, l- I
0: love that word, too. Do we
1: want to, how graphically do we want to explain what it means? I don't know. What's up? How, how, how graphically do you want to explain what it means?
0: Not too graphically. PG-13 version. Okay,
1: PG-13. <laughs> um, well, I feel like the word masturbate is PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. that's what that is. Okay,
0: uh, this is one that I actually heard from Max's brother the other week, and I oh, saw yeah. when I looked up. Fit bird What is Fit, fit bird? bird Okay
1: there's two things To break down there Yes please I used to say fit All the time When I came here uh-huh. Fit like in England It means Well obviously obviously, It means like To be in good health Good shape Whatever uh-huh. But it also means To be extremely attractive
0: And I did not know this And I put, <laughs> I love that And that's That's gonna be My new go to word Yes
1: no I used to say, And people look at me Like yeah he is So uh, yeah, he definitely looks athletic.
0: <laughs> like, no, he's up? very attractive. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah,
1: so that's what fit is. And bird is like what people would say about a girl. Like, bird is like chick, basically. Okay. what it is.
0: Fit bird. Yeah. So, attractive girl. Yeah. And what yeah. is attractive guy? So I could know if I'm walking by a group of British girls and they're talking about me and saying like I need See, to know no, what they're saying.
1: This is the thing, like there's there's a lot more descriptors for women, right? And we could get into the whole uh, yeah, issues. That's, yeah, that's, so yeah. So you would say you, you probably wouldn't. There isn't like fit bloke. Yeah, fit, <laughs> exactly, fit bloke. But, I learned
0: like, it. Let's go. I wouldn't
1: say bloke necessarily, but yeah, like fit guy, whatever, you know. Uh, but what I usually actually say is painting.
0: Peng ting isn't that the name of a song that's a song oh yeah right? yeah there
1: is there's definitely songs because Peng is similar to fit and it means like incredibly attractive
0: i like these so much better than <laughs> this is good this is good Peng and fit ever honestly i'm gonna incorporate those into the title of this episode oh yeah now. let's do that i love that okay beautiful Peng ting but
1: food can also be fit a peng.
0: bird oh okay yeah
1: so you could be like oh that was a Peng burger Interesting. Peng guy. Peng burger.
0: Okay. Okay, this one. And describe, please, PG-13 or PG sh- okay. shag. Shag.
1: Okay, shag. Um, that is to have sex, basically, is so. what it is. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> oh, these are great. I, uh, I'm going to, try over the next week, I'm going to try to just exclusively use these words. For the and listeners,
1: then- Flo is extremely delighted with this. Yeah, His yeah. face is <laughs> lit up. He's lit up.
0: This. Okay, and then the last one. Last one is probably the single most overused word by all you Brits.
1: Oh no! What is it going to be?
0: Calm. Calm. What calm. the hell does calm even mean? Because it is used every other sentence to describe <laughs> you... every single thing. That's why I named the episode with Max. Everything is calm because with y'all British, everything's calm. That's
1: because he says it way too much. I feel like we've given him too much props in this episode. We have. No... He says it way too much. Okay. That's his head could get too big. But um, <laughs> yeah, calm is like. Yeah, that's all cool. Like it would be a response. Like you say, oh, do you like we're gonna go at this time? Oh, yeah, that's calm, calm, calm,
0: calm. calm, calm.
1: calm. calm. You know, another one that is often like a, it's like a, a reactionary remark. is uh-huh. Rap says this a lot. Is it? Is it? That's that's As is that, that slang? Is it's just I don't know if it's slang. It's just dialogue. You know, that's it's like colloquial like it, like dialogue. In it.
0: Yeah. In yeah, it's so all like about in, in it. it you know. fun. Is it? Uh it? I love it so much. I was about I was to I was about to try to put it put put this all together. I look at I feel like, okay, No, then. Oh,
1: let's
0: see what he does. No, uh <laughs> she- <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to be so cringy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now, and I'm gonna to try to use a British accent too. Oh god. She's she's a penkting in it, fam.
1: Oh my god. How'd well would I'd give you maybe a six out of ten. Six it's definitely not the worst that an American is saying. Okay, word. Usually the average for Americans is like three. Okay. So you're that's well what's up. Up I'll
0: take that. Pengting and fit peng-ting. bird. To, yep. she's a fit bird ain't it fun? hey
1: 21 Savage is English that,
0: that is honest yeah we don't even have time because we're already at an hour three minutes so we're not even gonna get into that that seemed like a like a weird dream I that we know had it's a through. weird fever dream isn't it
1: it's
0: so weird yeah that was weird but um okay so we hit an hour and I, that's when I usually like to shift to the entire confession section okay, let's but I still have one more question to ask oh, you yeah, and that was Megan versus the crown the single oh hottest God. topic in these streets
1: that is a hot topic
0: where do you stand
1: so here's the thing, right? I, um, this is this is when I was talking about learning a lot of things. I'm very glad that they did that interview. I'm extremely glad because the things that they experience are unacceptable. But they are, and they were not in any way in the public consciousness in the UK in any way. Like everything is painted that they are the evil couple, the mm-hmm. evil people who are throwing back the hospitality of the royal family in their face. But what they experienced is just the bottom line is it's unacceptable. So I'm so glad they came out and did that interview because I think like pretty much everyone in the UK was laboring under this, you know, like this basically hate from the tabloids mm-hmm. against a woman who literally is just trying to live a life. It's not her fault. She fell in love with the prince. Yeah. And <laughs> I, was,
0: yeah, British tabloids are a whole different story. Oh my we God. don't, another thing we don't have the time to get into, but they are a different level of savagery. It is, yeah. it is bad. Yeah. And I will say my because I I watched it for just for pure entertainment. And okay, actually, the reason I watched it was I saw all the memes <laughs> on Twitter, and I wanted to know what to was know going what was on. on. Like all the Oprahs, like were you silenced or or were you silent or were you silenced? I love it. That's yeah. why I use that as my Instagram. Picture. I know,
1: and I love that. <laughs> you did. Thank <laughs> I loved you. I love that. So
0: that's where I watched it because the the NBA All Star game was going on at the same time. So there's no way I was gonna watch yeah, the you interview watch live. The game. Yeah. So then I watched it later, and it it was entertainment. I the only. Thing that I will say for sure that I don't believe is that she didn't Google him. I don't believe that. Yes, I. I think even... in this day and age, everyone Google's everything, and if you're dating someone that famous, you are going to Google who he is. Yeah, like, so are you
1: googling, like I feel like you just would have heard. Exactly. So that is the
0: <laughs> one thing that I heard. I was like, yeah, hey, why are you lying? But yeah. other than that, like I'm not gonna try yeah. to say she was lying because I don't know. But that one thing I'm gonna say I don't believe
1: yeah i mean she has to have. i mean there's pictures of her outside in buckingham palace she has she has to know yeah about she.
0: Ha, yeah, yeah 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 okay cool so i just wanted your quick thoughts and now we can shift to the tiger confession section because again with you i could go two hours but i'm <laughs> we're at an hour and a hour five minutes just the
1: will should probably be like what are these fools doing yeah
0: okay so first actually let me just make sure there's everything anything else that i want to talk about talk about that boom 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 boom, boom. boom. all right perfect so, first tire confection is uh, which one do I want to do first? Uh, let's do this one. Do I accept the internship I've gotten into, or hold out for the internship I really want, running the risk of not getting it and having the de- having the declined? You would think people could speak English at this <laughs> prestigious institution. I was reading it, thinking that I couldn't read where I say just couldn't. But wrong. So basically, they're trying to say is haven't like if i decline the previous one and i have no internships this summer mm-hmm. like what like do i Oh my goodness, I'm stupid too. What do basically? They do? Yes, do I <laughs> accept? <laughs> the, do I accept the internship I don't want, or hold out hope for the one that I do want in the event that because there's a chance that if I decline this one, I don't get, don't that, get one, that one, and then I'm stuck with something? That is the summary. If it since this person can't type and I can't speak.
1: Wow, that's a good question. I mean, the other thing is like it depends what I mean. How old is this person? Obviously, we don't know. True. Like if you're a freshman, and honestly, even a sophomore,
0: it doesn't matter as much. Yeah,
1: like don't. Force yourself into thinking. Oh, I have to be doing an internship because that's what everyone does. Like, you also need a break. This has been a crazy year, and if you're, you know, if you need a break, like take one. Like, I think a lot of the reason we're all so stressed a lot of the time is that we're constantly under pressure to be doing something.
0: And Princeton gave us no break, but yes, and and that's its whole other thing.
1: Uh (laughs) So yeah, I would say, you know, I mean always keep hope in your mind maybe that there'll be a chance to get that second internship but yeah i don't have like a snappy answer for that but
0: no i thought i agree that's a good answer it for sure depends on where they are in their princeton life yeah if you are a freshman and you're going to your soft freshman summer i would say for sure wait for the try to get the internship that that you really do want because Mm -hmm. in the event that you don't get something it's not the end of the world to not have something your freshman summer Probably the same advice even for the sophomore, but maybe if it's, like, your junior summer and you yeah. need an internship, I would say, yes, accept this one. And then in the event that maybe you get the other one and you're able to back break out. Break some eggs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do that. Can't make it So, yeah, that, definitely, definitely depends on where you are in your Princeton yeah, career. Yeah, sure. And then second one, um, it says, hopefully this person can speak <laughs> the vibe of tiger confessions is so different from the vibe on campus everyone i meet in real life seems to have all their shit together a ton of friends and just in general isn't dying maybe it's selective bias on behalf of tiger confessions if pers- if certain personality archetypes are more likely to submit confessions or maybe it's that most people are just probably are just really good at holding a facade that everything is going great probably it's a bit of both so there's not really yes. a question in there, but I just was curious to see your general reaction, reaction to, that. to that post. I
1: think they hit the nail on the head of a bit of both there. I think that even the people that seem like they most have their shit together have, you know, like something gnawing at them at the back of their head. Like, this is, I'm struggling. I think it, you know, but that's the case in life, right? Yeah. That's literally the case in life all the time. The strongest people, sometimes are the ones that need the most help.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: or the people that seem the strongest. But then, yeah, I, I also would say I don't know too many people who post on Tiger Confessions. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if that's just like a section of Princeton that I'm not acquainted with. So, it's all a bit, you know, that's a bit of an up and in the air one. So, yeah, bit are both. bit are both.
0: Yeah, and again, again, I agree. Be, 1,000% on the people who you assume have their shit together the most, probably don't. Mm-hmm. And we really are all just going with the flow shout, hey shout out to the podcast and that. try to figure things out as we go <laughs> i'm someone who have i think i've been on both sides of this whether it was like high school where it's like i'm the one that people looked at as having their shit together just because i like i get into a certain school I'm, i do certain clubs mm-hmm. i'm this i'm that i've never known what i'm doing yeah. i'm just taking it a day at a time yeah. and maybe sometimes trying to plan a little bit further ahead <laughs> (laughs) But at the same time, I don't know what the future holds. And then even I get to Princeton, and you see some people doing some really great things. You assume they have it all together. You get to know them a little better. You realize, no, they really don't. They're on the same side of things. And even now that I'm a little later in Princeton, and I might look like I have some things figured out, when I tell you, I I don't got nothing figured out. I feel the exact same. I feel the exact same. But at the same time, when I say I don't have things figured out, I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing and I don't think and that's not something that's weighing me down or that I'm sad about I'm still I wake up happy every day I try to make the most out of every day and I go on with my life and so I will say that yes this post says it seems like everyone has their shit together Um, I guarantee you most people don't oh yeah but not having your shit together doesn't mean that you're not still able to just enjoy Princeton and enjoy life
1: yeah I totally agree with that as well like some of the most amazing things happen spontaneously you know doesn't have to be a planned thing to be great.
0: Even this happened kind of spontaneously. Yeah. I knew that I wanted to have you on, you were on my list of guests, but then I bumped into you out of Firestone, and you were like, when am I getting on the podcast? So I was like, <laughs> next Friday. There we go. And now here we are.
1: Exactly. Um, Firestone, bringing people together.
0: Yes. So, probably it's a bit of both. Yes, there is a section of people who use Tower <laughs> Confessions very actively, but at the same time people also don't have their shit together Mm -hmm. as much as you would think
1: yes they absolutely do not
0: um so yeah that is it we've done an hour and 11 minutes another fantastic episode oh what are you saying louisa (laughs) any (laughs) any final words for the people who might be listening
1: words for the people um i love you all i can't wait to see you (laughs) (laughs) it's like a presidential address (laughs) oh my god did you see the video of joe falling up the stairs i did the final i
0: did yeah tough looks and then yesterday
1: he said he's been in was it he's been in the government for 120 years or something he
0: said oh (laughs) jeez, poor joe i love him though oh old man
1: for his you know for his blunders
0: grandpa joe yeah (laughs) (laughs) Although I will say, to in his defense, every single one of us has tripped upstairs. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to put that on his age. I
1: don't know if I've done it three times, though, in the same trip. <laughs> you no, that? no,
0: yes, as a spry 21-year-old. Because it's the first one kind of leads to the other ones. Because you never really regain your balance. And he knows that everyone's watching him. So he knows, after he trips the first time, he's like, ah, damn, I gotta recover. But although he's not recovered, he tries to go for it. And then it just leads to the rest. And I've definitely been in that boat of... Yeah. yeah. Just tripping multiple <laughs> times when you try to write yourself too soon. Oh, God. So I I empathize with you, Joe. You yes.
1: sending love to Joe Biden.
0: Sending love to Joe. I hope your knees are okay. <laughs> um. So, just, yes, that is that is it. It's a
1: great way to end the book. Great way to end it. This yeah. has
0: been another episode of Go With The Flow. If you're still listening an hour and 13 minutes in, I love you. Yeah, if you're not, I, do too. I don't like you as much, but I still appreciate you for clicking on this podcast. Yeah. And. Thank you, everyone. Stay great, stay beautiful, and have a fantastic day. Goodbye!